Week 5 of the NFL season is upon us. Uh, Pro Football Ireland, folks, welcome into Ireland's biggest, Ireland's best NFL podcast network. Michael McQuinn, Mark Hogan, Jason Hayes, as we look ahead to the fifth weekend of the NFL season after a week in London. We've got another game this weekend in London when the Jacksonville Jaguars play the Buffalo Bills. Uh, before we talk Week 5, Mark Hogan, let's welcome you in, mate. Uh, bon anniversaire, I believe. Happy 21st birthday. How you doing? Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. You say it was a week in London. It was like 15 hours, but it certainly felt like a week wrecked afterwards. I don't know about you. Those day trips are tough. Easy, hi. Easy. I put on Sunday Night Football and I lasted one quarter. And uh, yeah, it was fun. I have to I have to give props to Connor Mangan on this podcast because Connor Mangan led that podcast on Sunday night. He led it like a champion. So... Fair play to you, Connor, mate. Appreciate it. Maybe you see him in Germany. TBC. We'll see the crack. Um, Jason, is everything going good down at the Rebel County at the minute? Is, is everybody still keeping well down there? Very well. Very well, yeah. We were getting a bit of bad weather that's hitting us that doesn't seem to be as bad up the country, but we've survived that now. And, uh, you know, we're hard down here in the Rebel County, so we're all good. <laughs> here, here, seriously. Apparently it's twenty six degrees on Sunday in, in Tottenham. Now that's I don't want to jinx it by saying anything more than that, but I am absolutely buzzing. And obviously Ireland play on Saturday night, so we'll be trays buzzing come Sunday. Please God, let's let's have a look at Week Five. We'll, we'll talk about that game in London in a wee second. Chicago going to Washington Thursday night football. You got that game in London. Jacksonville at Buffalo. The game's on NFL Network and on NFL Game Pass for us Hallians. It's on ITV in Northern Ireland. And Virgin with our new best friend, Craig, from Virgin Media. Uh, Mark's taking all his tips from him at the minute. Houston and Atlanta in the early window. Carolina, Detroit, Tennessee, Indianapolis. The Giants at the Dolphins. New Orleans at New England. Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Cincinnati, Arizona. The Eagles going to the Rams in a spicy game there. Jets, Broncos, Kansas City, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is 19-0 in October in his career. Dallas at San Francisco on Sunday Night Football is pure sex appeal. Like there, there's no other way in saying it. What a game that is. Monday Night Football is the Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. We're presented by 888 Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. Um, Mark, we just jump, just jump straight into it, mate. Obviously, we've got a few teams on buys this week, but looking at this game in London, um, I said it to Michaela on the Picks podcast, which drops on Friday morning on, on the podcast network, this is the best game London's had in a long time as far as I'm concerned. Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen. I think this, this is the better game than the Packers-Giants game we got in terms of hype last year. It was big, but I feel like when you've got a team like Buffalo finally coming to, to London, it's it's a huge deal. Jacksonville are a far better team than they were years ago, and I feel like this is a huge moment for the game here. And more so, I, I know we're going to talk not just about that, but around the game and the Jags, and be really interested to hear your thoughts on this whole paradox if it even is a paradox i forgot what a paradox means um of staying staying in london for a week and actually having that time to relax and not having to travel what's your thoughts as we enter this key game this weekend yeah maybe not quite as the hype wasn't quite there as it was with green bay last year that was just insane to be able to get green bay over and obviously they were the final team to do so but yeah in terms of having a say this year certainly these teams should be making the playoffs I think that maybe Jacksonville star has dimmed slightly the first few weeks even like they didn't do themselves any favours in Wembley the other day they came out hot the first three drives were fantastic 
but towards the end of the game they kind of you know took the foot off the gas a little bit and they're not going in red hot and you know we thought that they would be going in red hot obviously the loss to Houston last week kind of you know didn't help they're two and two in that division everyone's tied whereas we were hoping they'd be three and one and looking very well doing so and of course you can't forget that they did give Kansas City a run but after what Buffalo did on the weekend I mean that those final three quarters from Jacksonville the other day is not going to cut it they have to completely up it they got a very easy game against the Falcons and didn't completely blow them away when all was said and done so while yeah I think better days are to come for the Jags and I'm really excited for the game and I can't wait I'll be going as a fan I won't be you know having the tuna sandwiches with you in the press box this week tuna sandwiches but I'm extremely excited for it Hey, you get all those kinds of stuff there. 100%. They look after you in London. Way to go then. But yeah, I, I'm really excited for the game. But I think I'm leaning on Buffalo, certainly. But we'll get into the game a bit more now. Jason, I stand by my comments a second ago to Marcus here. Uh, I, I feel that this is going to be a closer game than everyone expects. I think it'll be an offensive shootout. But more so, it's it feels like it, it really does feel like it's, like for me, genuinely, like it is one of the best games that we've had in the UK at least, in a long time, uh, on paper anyway. Um, and just to sort of say what Mark said, it's not tuna sandwiches, it's not even prawn sandwiches. You get uh, two, two and a half chicken goujons at halftime with like four wedges. But the people in, like, <laughs> here, can, can I just say, like, not to start, like, Michael, shut up. Like, I was actually said this to Michaela or you, Mark, in the taxi the other day. I remember watching Jason, the game, the first game in Tottenham in 2019, and thinking god i'd love to go to a tottenham game but now it's like <laughs> oh yeah we're heading over on sunday for the crack here it's gonna be a great game it's gonna be electric outside really want to meet trev irish bills mafia i want to meet bills era who is the lad with uh, alias who is on social media big shout out to him and i want to meet uh stevie irish jaguar i want to meet as many people from ireland as possible so if you're with me in belfast on sunday morning hit us up if you're not hit us up around the stadium jason did you have FOMO at the weekend? Did you watch it in Virgin Media or did you watch it on ITV? More importantly, down in Cork. Uh, well, there's to be honest, there's few things that'll take my eye off an, an NFL game, but the Ryder Cup is one of them. So I was 90% attention on the Ryder Cup wow. Sunday afternoon, I won't lie. I had the game in my tablet. Um, the game kind of, as Mark was saying there, as it got away from the Falcons, my interest kind of waned from it. Um, I think that was all, always going to be crucial for the Falcons to get out to the fast start because we had we discussed it last week we had questions around whether Desmond Ritter can lead a team from behind or whether they have to have a perfect storm every game where they go ahead and manage a lead so now that the Jaguars have uh, dealt with that um, maybe not too impressively as Mark says through the last three quarters much bigger test now coming up against the Bills and I can't wait to watch it Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence two of the biggest stars in the league right now and we're really going to get spoiled. Yeah, I'm um, like, I when this game was first announced, I genuinely felt like we were. I I, I could picture us sitting here in October, and at least one of us saying, "Oh, Jack's going to win." And now I'm like going to be bored and say, "I don't think they're going to win the game." But I think it'll be a great game. Like the mood in the locker room the other day, the lads were obviously buzzing after a win, but the the mood was very much, "We're on the Buffalo here, and we're going to win this game." They've for people interested uh, and something we could look at in the future. They've really put a marker down in terms of what they're doing this week. They're putting a lot of things going on in Dublin, or in Dublin I wish. A lot of things going on in London this week, uh, really trying to make the most of their trip out there. I mean, I guess, Mark, 
just to touch on this very quickly before we move on, you know, the Jags have good marketing rights in Ireland as well, uh, both North and South. Maybe if they had the chance, like next year, if they do this game with two games, um, there could be an opportunity to, to just do something maybe in Dublin as well or Belfast and, and do that maybe during the day if they get the opportunity, even with or without players. I feel if they had an off day, they could definitely do that. Or maybe are we just maybe getting to the point now where we're, you know, being very selfish and, uh, you know, we, we should, we, should we just be happy that there's a game and say no? No, I'd be very confident and hopeful that they'd come over just because if nothing else, they want to keep pace with the Steelers who are obviously doing magic work over here. But yeah, it's, it's obviously they are trying to grow here too. They don't want us to keep on going on about the Steelers. So I absolutely think they'll come over at some point. And yeah, they've brought players to um, even Belfast as recently as this summer. So hopefully we, we get to see something like that. I don't think it'll be during, obviously, if there's this double game week. But I suppose... Speaking of, I think we have to touch on the fact that, you know, if the Jags are to win, I think it'll definitely be used as a case study for one of these long trips to London. They're obviously the first team to do so. And I wanted to bring our attention to some quotes that, you know, we got to ask them after the game, kind of like, was it going to help? Uh, Doug Peterson compared it or he was asked, was it like um, training camp? He said, yeah, and he said it brings you together a little bit. Trevor Lawrence was saying that even if it isn't an advantage, they're certainly going to psychologically tell themselves that it is. He referenced the time difference, that getting over that. He said that we don't have to be on the long tr- uh, plane ride over this week. And it's just that we're we're used to being here now. And shout out to Michaela, who got an absolute banger of a quote from Josh Allen, who said after the game, this is home for us. We feel like it's a home game. We feel the excitement. We feel our fans. We know we've got the fans of all fans here. And it was a great feeling to play in front of them. That's that marketing that you're talking about right there, that, you know, it is paying off now. And I'm really interested to see when the Jags aren't the nominated home team, how many, you know, quote unquote, these fans are going to show out. Because certainly in Wembley the other day, when Calvin Ridley had his touchdown, there was noise. So I think that they definitely are making those waves. And if they're able to really show up against a massive Bills Mafia and make some noise against them, I'm just really excited for what the Jags are going to be doing over here then. Yeah, just to add on that, like there was noise. And as a guy who, unfortunately, is a Denver Broncos fan and seen this team play a well against the Jags last year in a good game, to be fair, um, there was a lot more Jaguars fans there this year. So fair fair play to them. Jason, have you any final thoughts on London before we just before we move on? Do you think we'll ever have a yeah. London team, Jason? Um well I we won't know. go down that conversation. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> um But yeah, I think just the whole uh <laughs> the whole well, I'm not saying it won't happen, but you know, I just it's just throws a whole bunch of complications into the thing. Um just in terms of marketing though, I think what Jaguars have played 10 years now in London when they first announced that they're going to be a home team year in year out they're not going to have fans instantly it's not going to be a case of you know if people are an NFL fan they likely have other teams and other allegiances as it is whereas now we are seeing more Jaguars fans appear might be a case of you know young teenagers or just people who are fresh into the game choosing Jaguars as a team and it's just slowly snowballing year on year um, and it's great to see them come out and shout and you know it's it is starting to feel like a home game and even on the tv or the tablet uh you can hear more noise when stuff like that happen like the calvin ridley touchdown 
But in terms of the game itself, uh, Mick, you said there a while ago you think it's going to be a shootout. I'm not completely sure on that, to be honest, because the Jaguars' defense has been better than expected. You know, they slowed down Kansas City pretty well, and they obviously shut down the Falcons last week. Bills stopped what was looked like an unstoppable Miami offense um, by getting pressure at quarterback. And the last time these two teams met, the scoreline was, and this is with Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence, both the starting quarterbacks. The Jaguars won 9-6 under Urban Meyer. Um, won Josh Allen, shunned that day, but it wasn't on the Bills' side. Um, Jaguars' Josh Allen had eight tackles, a sack, and two tackles for loss. And he can't, he's coming off a huge game last week against Atlanta, obviously. So um, I do think the defense will have a big role to play this week. And I think it might be a bit lower scoring than we might expect with those two quarterbacks. Let's see what happens. The game is on Virgin Media this weekend in the Republic. It's on ITV1 in the north. We'll be there. Avec bells on. I can't wait to get cheap dairy milk in Belfast Airport on Sunday morning, Mark. Um, <laughs> Finally, a quick shout out to the Scottish man, who I'm presumed Scottish, who was wearing a Jaguars jersey and a kilt. And I said Duval to him on Sunday morning. And he looked at me like he wanted to call the police. He had no idea what I was talking about. So I was worried. I thought that the Jags were planting fans in when you said Duval and he had no idea. I like <laughs> it was too early. It was only it was only it was like nine in the morning. It was nine in the morning. It was good cracking Sunday. I loved it. And folks, great to meet a lot of you as well. Thank you very much for your continued support uh, i definitely would say well maybe maybe give it a maybe give it a give it a rest now some people i mean we're, we're gonna have to take security out take security with us now anywhere michael goes that's rubbish hands and rubbish kissing babies kissing uh, babies. <laughs> how do you get through an airport with michael oh my god right um well on monday i definitely would say i was uh, physically unable to perform any duties um let's talk about players that are physically unable to perform on the pup list, I don't call it the PEP, I call it the pup, up the pups. Uh, Mark, obviously the main guy we're going to talk about is Jonathan Taylor, but there's various different players in this list as well. As, as far as I'm aware, Jonathan Taylor at the time of recording is allowed to train. There is, there's been no recent trade talk. Um, surely, like, you know, you, you sort of hope for his sake and for the Colts' sake, especially with around some, some of the ways that the Colts have started to play the season, you'd like to think that maybe there's a way back from there in some way. Um, what's your thoughts with this whole pop list? Did you feel physically unable to perform Monday morning? I still feel physically unable to perform now. It takes it out of you going out. I tell you that that's, much. That's turkey yeah, for you. It comes to Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely, it's a funny one with Jonathan Taylor because the reports straight off this week were like he still has no intention of a long-term role with them that he wants to move away from the team and you can understand it like they've scorned them now at this point they've lowballed them with the contract offer and then they weren't able to get a trade partner for them although it is funny the Green Bay Packers apparently turned down a trade with for um, Taylor that would involve Christian Watson and it's like I'd say now they're kind of thinking oh geez this injury bug that keeps on hitting Christian Watson we wish that we could turn back the the clock a bit and, and do that trade or certainly I would but yeah almost when you're intro in there I'm like oh maybe we don't want to talk about this because all of a sudden I'm like this could drag on this could be Jonathan Taylor like and if he's not on the field on Sunday then it's going to be oh is he injured is he not injured what is the NFLPA to do with this apparently there's that um 
do you call it collusion or what that they were advising players to feign injury to kind of help contract negotiations and that allegedly was what is after happening with Jonathan Taylor that he could have played in week one but decided to hold out and it could be quite a frustrating few weeks but from the Colts point of view they have had Zach Moss who has been fantastic in his role but I suppose the pressure is put on when you do look at this division and everyone is in two and two Anthony Richardson the way he's playing maybe he can't outdo CJ Stroud for the Rookie of the Year right now because he's doing some fantastic things with with the Texans. But Anthony Richardson is an absolute baller. He's just one of those playmakers that you'd love to watch now when he's on the field. Obviously, he had that concussion, which let's see if the movement and him being able to be hit is going to be a problem. But that will put a bit of pressure on the Colts to be like, well, damn, we could really make a push here if we get Jonathan Taylor back onto the field, especially if he has been healthy for those four weeks and just been heating up this whole time. So it's a wait-and-see game. We don't completely know the full story with him. Time will tell. And Jason, there's so many different players in the league at the minute that are on the PUP list. Is there anyone that you'd like to talk about? Like, I mean, I could talk about my guy, Von Miller, and I'd like to think that even though he'll not be playing on Sunday, he'll be close to me, closer than he's been in years. Do you, do you know what? Before you go into that, I think it is worth mentioning. He's he he could be training with the team this week. How does yeah. that work? I don't actually know when the Bills are flying to London, but is he coming to London with the Bills? My understanding is that the team fly out on Thursday night, New York time. They land in London and they go straight to training. Training starts at twelve forty-five on Friday. If you're in London, if you're a Buffalo Bills supporter, or you generally are, you know, have the ability to act natural in person and social socially please reach out because we'd love to have somebody there uh 12 45 and they're training until four o'clock josh allen sean mcdermott are on the podium again in the afternoon as well so a little bit like the packers last year mark where they came straight in and i'll never forget how tired everybody was but uh, they got through it and it's, it's a quick weekend for them as well so so will von miller be coming and then like testing out where he, whether he could play on sunday see that's i suppose that's the only update that we i'll drop him a text here now as we record this is that he's <laughs> is that he's rec- that he is um that he is practicing and it's now become a day to day injury. So yeah, I mean that's a massive flex to get him back in the mix. I'm sure I'll become clear once we finish Jason. up this uh this podcast anyway. That's the news is gonna break Jason. any minute. As it usually does. <laughs> yeah, Jason, there's actually a chance that he can he can play. So he can play on Sunday. Um his first practice is on Wednesday. There is a chance he can return on Sunday in London. So I'm presuming regardless, he'll be there unless the team tell him no stay back. So a little bit of Vaughn mixed in on Sunday. I'll try Oh my God, I got to get in that locker room. I have to get in there now. Like, yeah, he also, he was, he was, um, he seemed like he was raring to go in the preseason as well. Said he'd this be. has to happen now. It has to happen. It has to happen on Sunday. I'm trying to like, get, no, nobody showed the NFL this. Like just, can we all start lighting candles for this on Sunday or am I going to fanboy out here? What's the crack? For, for people not watching, uh, Michael is after showing off his Denver Broncos ball. He's apparently got to bring in. Can you sign this? Can you sign the Super Bowl Fifty Bud Light can, please, Vaughn? Thank you very much. Have you also? I've got a few questions. Oh. Uh, like, sorry, Jason, go ahead. I, I've completely bought into your time there, mate. Oh, you're fine. I'll leave you have your moment. You won't have many as a Broncos fan, so hopefully you can make that come true. Um, yeah, look, he was kind of really pushing to start. I can't remember when the exact quote was, but he said, "I'll be ready week one in the preseason." That didn't come through. So you think at least on his end he wants to get out there. Um, but being in London, maybe it is just overcomplicating things slightly and they might wait a week to to get him out there. 
But just going back to Jonathan Taylor, because I am really interested to see how that situation develops. And I hope he plays Sunday, because um, I think it could be a very important insight into the topic that developed all off-season, which was how much value do these running backs add? And, uh, you know, are they, are they worth the money that they're demanding? Zach Moss has filled in brilliantly for the Colts. Um, he's He missed week one, but... In the three games he's played, he's at 280 yards and a touchdown, and Colts are 2-1 and one in those games. So I think it's... What I really want to see is how much better of a team do the Colts actually become because of Jonathan Taylor. I'm not questioning the calibre of player he is, because he is a fantastic player, of course, one of the best in the league. Um, but right now, Zach Moss is performing. Anthony Richardson is obviously blowing away expectations. The team goes as he goes. If Zach Moss can continue to plug and play, you know, I don't think Jonathan Taylor coming back automatically makes the Colts completely change their expectations um, and makes them a playoff team. I think the question is how much can he actually add by coming back? It's not like a Christian McCaffrey situation where he can do all sorts of things in the receiving game and running game. Um, I think it is limited what uh, John Taylor can truly add to the team when the current running back is doing so well. So that's really what I want to see and hopefully he can come back and one way or the other GMs might have a bit more insight into what they should do moving forward at the running back position. Well, Jason, I asked uh, Jeff Reinbold this on the podcast on Monday night and he laughed at me and said he'll definitely play again. I don't think Kyler Murray plays a dime for the Arizona Cardinals again. Am I wrong? Talk about PUP players, injured players. Yeah, it's um tough one. I think the how well Josh Dobbs is doing right now might delay how fast they do want to get him out there because they've just gone toe like toe to toe. They beat the Dallas Cowboys and they maybe it's a bit generous to say they went toe to toe with the 49ers, but they again look competitive on offense. Um. If Josh Dobbs keeps playing like this and Cardinals keep exceeding expectations as they are, maybe it does delay Kyler Murray coming back ever so slightly. Although I'm not sure how that fits in from his own perspective. I can't imagine he'll sit there and be nice and quiet if he thinks he can be out there and leading the team. Ian Rappaport reported, um, I say that phrase far too much, Ian Rappaport reported. I like That's just a horrible sounding sentence. But he reported last week that Murray is still weeks away from returning. Um, so, that, look, that could be anything from weeks. It has to be two weeks minimum. But uh, that could be a couple of months still. And depending on the situation for the Cardinals then, how much do they want to risk? So it is all up in the air. I don't think anyone has a clear idea. But with the hype videos that Kyler Murray has been putting out the past few weeks, I think it's clear that he has the hunger to get back out there and silence the haters. Mark, I listened to the Cards Niners game on the way home from London the overnight. This should be like a drinking game now. Every time this annoying person, polite word says London, everybody drink. Um, like and I think I think Jason should even be more clear with this because the Cards done well man, against the Niners. I thought Josh Dobbs TikTok superstar. If you haven't seen it, folks, I'm loving the content at the minute. Uh, am I mad to say about say that about Kyler Murray in your opinion? Do you know, it's kind of. I actually went to Google what's Josh Dobbs' contract just to make sure. So he's an unrestricted free agent next year. He's making himself money, and if I'm him, I'm kind of like, I don't like. Look, I'm not him, so I I don't have the mindset of an NFL player. But 
it's kind of like one of those things that he plays like one or two more games at this like really high level and he's like, do you know what? Let Kyler Murray back in there. I'm going to make a boatload of money as like the top backup quarterback next year like for any team. Like, because he's on 1.5 million right now. It's like, that could go up to 8 million next year because like he's played that well. Like, it's crazy and I know I've mentioned it a ton of times before. It's just like that like hunger that these kind of backups are displaying for Arizona it's like yeah they scored the other day I don't know do you have it offhand Jason what was it um, uh, 35-16 is yeah. a closer game than 35-16 suggests the closer than that's it, 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 the scoreboard doesn't tell the um, the story yeah, big time. It's, it's crazy big time. It, and it's fun to see it's Cardinals one yeah shout out, shout out to um, shout out to Drew Petzing as well to Cardinals offensive coordinator he's putting his name in a head coach um, conversations already at this early stage he's doing he's really overachieving with that unit at like 20 29 years of age or something isn't it? like he's one of those ones that like had serious doubts around look we're going to talk Cardinals like loads throughout the year I'm sure so I, I don't want to go too deep into it but I, I think you're right about the, the kind of thing we don't really know too much I will say one other uh, few P player that's now eligible to return that I'm kind of interested in Trey Flowers he resigned with the Patriots this off season. We know he played four years with them, then went to the Lions for three years. Then last year he was with Miami, but he did miss games. He isn't needed to go back to 2018 when he had seven and a half sacks. But I think it's a really nice role player to kind of have there. What with the leadership and all that he brings. Like we know that they have Dietrich Wise and Keon White there that he'll be behind. But I think it's one of those that when you look at the PUP list, there's players like that that come back into the fold as well for different teams. And yeah, he's just a nice little depth player that... um you just get a boost from one of the other players I was looking at is um Oz Dangbos beyond me, the cornerback. Um for the Panthers. Can't think of it. The kids will see, can't think of it. But there is some players, some nice players come back into the fold for different teams, which is a nice boost because we've been ravaged apparently by uh, different injuries for a lot of teams this year. <laughs>